So welcome to Parallel Radio at the East Dalston Eastern Curve Garden. It is Saturday the 23rd of November. It's a rainy, wet, typical November day. and But we're nice and cosy here in the Pineapple House at the Curve Garden. So today we are going to be talking about habits whether they're good or bad habits, but also um, ritual and the kind of things that we do um, systematically that have become part of our lives and also what has created these rituals and habits, what moments have created them um, as we've kind of gone through life. And are there any major changes that we've gone through that perhaps things that we have happened to us that have completely changed the way that we do things? So today we've got Charles, Antonia and Gillian here around the table. Perhaps others will join us. There's always a surprise with Parallel Radio. We never quite know what's going to happen. So um, welcome back. It's been a while. Fantastic. So uh, let's go around the table and just, um, if everyone wants to just say hello, introduce themselves, and perhaps uh, just open with a little statement about what you, what conju- what sort of comes to mind when you think of habits. Do you want to start, Charles? Good afternoon, everybody. Charles Kokori here. When I think of the word habit, um, it's quite very, very sort of broad, actually, but um, it, I, I would say habits, it varies also. But from my point of view, well, I've got my own habits. I, I, I won't say bad habits, actually. For example, when I go to parties, I let sort of jazz the night away and a bit of um, boozing. If you want to call it ha- bad habits, I don't know. But it's like expressing myself in a way and then keeping the place lively. That is soul and party of the place. Okay. Antonia. Uh, good afternoon. Antonia. Uh, my name is Antonia. Uh, habit, uh, I think, is a, uh, a regular something that is in us, whether it be good or bad. You know, it can be, it is almost wired into our brain. Habit, you go in the cupboard when you're feeling down and you open and you eat all the biscuits and all the, <laughs> the cakes that is there because, you know, maybe your mood is low. Or when you are really uplifted and you just go and you can walk for miles, you know, just thinking of good, go to one set flat and go and see bluebirds or something. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, something that will lift your spirit. So it can be good habit, it can be bad habit. And you know, it comes to, or you put a lot of sugar in your in, in your tea, and you know that uh, they said it's no good for you. So you make a choice to break that habit. So it can be good or bad. Great, Gillian. Hello, everybody. Gillian here. When I saw the word habits as a topic as a theme for today, I found it very, very difficult to even get around the word, and uh, immediately went to thinking about. Um, habits being bad habits mm. and that bad habits would be seen by other people about you because you would mm. never admit to having maybe a bad habit so it's still very difficult and then I began to think about the word routine and our habits routine 
And Antonia just expressed how habits are good or bad habits and that the one about going to the cupboard and taking something because that's what you do every time, whether that's a habit, I'm not sure. If if I were to begin with any kind of... No, let me just go back a bit. I, uh, habits aren't really things that you do, are they? Mm-hmm. Because I'll say why I said that. I went to have an eye operation and the um, the consultant was testing my eye and said, do you snore? I said, I would never know. How would I know? And, uh, I, and I thought, well, is snoring a habit? No, because you can't help doing that. But maybe habits are things you can't help doing. If I were to start off with a habit of my own today and I wouldn't want to go right inside my own spirit and soul and bear myself to everybody, but it would be what Antonio and, Antonio and I were talking about before, that we're so habitually addicted to tea. So that may, maybe that's a habit. Thank you. I, I think tea is a habit, actually. And actually, um, Gillian, I think that habits are things that you can control. So I, I think you can't... Um, I don't think you can classify snoring as a habit because there's nothing you can do about that. I think it's definitely a conscious, controlled act- action. Um, so, you know, like picking your nose, you could do it or not do it. It's not just like you might be doing it unconsciously because, you know, like little kids, they often have their finger up their nose and they don't even know that they're doing it. It seems to be quite a common thing for children to do. Um, and they just and you just kind of have to sort of tell them to stop doing it. And then finally they realize that actually it's not it's not great. Um, so I think it's it's something that we can change. Um, and snoring you can change but you don't know you're doing it you can't you can't kind of or you might have like a a tick or something but that's that's a that's not a habit that's something that sort of just is a physical is a something physical that you you perhaps can gain control of but but at at that moment you can't Mm. really help it yeah i have had um habits challenged Habits of mine, for example, the tea drinking, my daughters will say, why do you drink so much tea? Why don't you just drink water? Because I like it. But why don't you try something? And they're they're pushing onto me their own way of life. But I see that as a positive. Another one was, um, mum, why do you take two paracetamol? Because you're supposed to. Who told you? Why don't you just take one, see if it works? You just take that for habit. Why do you do two? So that was another. And they were trying to help me. So I see it as a very positive thing. That's why I said at the beginning that, Habits are seen by other people rather than yourself, maybe. What, other than going out and dancing and drinking, what's your worst habit? Yes, madam. Um, I would say my feeding habits. Well, I would say it's to, it's to do with condition now. Because I used to eat lots of meals. For example, two bowls of um, jollof rice or beans at, at the go. Now I need to curtail some of these things. Maybe half a plate or a plate. And then try to eat less meat and fish. Because most of the um, things now, they said they're they contaminated or something. So I try to sort of go according to that. You know, it's not very easy for me because I like my food. Yeah. So are you, one of those, are you one of those people that, without really thinking, just starts on the second helping? Just like, oh, it's just, I'm just going to eat more because I'm not, I don't really know if I'm hungry or not. But I just, it's just a kind of, you've always had second helping, so you just have another one. Naturally, I love my food. But nowadays, I try to curtail it. Mostly because um, I was told, well, I've got a bit of... Um, when I'm diabetic or something. Mm. So that comes in also. I try to take it seriously. 
And I'm not some person also, I don't like to go to the hospital or clinics. Mm. Not to, I'll take that, I'll take that, those two on board. Yeah. That's very essential. Yeah, yeah it's quite are, serious. No? And, and that, I think that's one of the hardest things to do is to change your eating habits exactly. because they're so linked to psychological things and them kind of default, you know, things that I think, I think they're things that we get into when we're young and it's very, very hard to change the, the, the way that we eat, I think. But the media and, and well, well health clinics, etc., are doing a very good job in making people change their habits. And we're bludgeoned all the time by adverts about how we eat and how we should change. And then the next stage is to investigate or to examine how we respond to those and maybe people like Charles and myself ignore them. I used to have two pieces of toast every morning and as I've got older, I said, why well, I don't even need two. Why am I eating two? So the habit I broke myself and have one piece and maybe half a piece. And, and but I don't think that's to do with particularly changing habits. I think it's also to do with old age that you just mm. don't need to fuel up your body mm. so much. Mm. Has, there any, has there been any times, this is for anyone, where you've been told, right, you really need to change this and you've actually managed to do it? You've, 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 you've taken heed of the advice and how long has it taken to, to manage to do that? Well, I'll come, I'll come with this, actually. Um, yeah, I was told, actually, when I went for my um, checkup, and I'm looking for this annual checkup, then it's sort of lose a bit of weight. And I was told because it's due to my feeding habits also, so I just take this on board. Now, I'm getting very serious. I don't normally go to clinics or hospital. Nowadays, I take it, all these things very seriously. And also, my younger days, you know, like going, uh, going you know, hunting. We call it hunting those days. About birds, generally, you know, when any, anything that sort of by, by birds are we talking about? About two wing, uh, not not not, not or, wing guests. Or, or, or I'm talking about ladies. No, no. Yeah, not, <laughs> so you have to know when you go hunting, you must have get one or two. Wow. Day. Oh, yes. Well, we know so, that you're a player, Charles. Really. <laughs> Whoa. So, so, <laughs> I I, uh, nowadays, I like to so get everything in perspective. I just watch nowadays and then just relax and discuss things. Even those days, you have to, you have, you have to play. It's very essential to play. Because if you don't play, it's as if, oh, you've lost, you've lost out or you've lost counts. But now it's not so. I've, I think when you mature in age, you find it much more easier and much more, you know, you do some of these things. For example, now you, I've got lady friends. You, it has to be it has to be SEX all the time. I mean, platonic. Talk about things, philosophy, religion, mm-hmm. science, and so on and so forth. Generally, so I found it very interesting. Even it's very therapeutic. It's lovely. So you've changed your habit from hunting to discourse. Well, it's just a, a dialogue. Yes. Do you feel good? In a way, yes, but I try to acclimatise. Not very easy, but I try to. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, well, you challenge yourself. That's excellent. Yeah. It's interesting, you know. I'm very, very glad that you you're making a good choice by you know tempering what you've been doing when you were young, your salad days. But you know, uh, let me tell you something. I not I don't take offence. I the word bird, you know. No, well, just that's, that's what you used to use. Call it on. Well. You the two-legged ones, madam. Not, no. That's that's our terminology for people in a circle. We'll, t- we'll tell you what we called well, you hunters afterwards. I, I go back to what Gillian was saying about maybe the habit is it's got something to do with old age. It's like when I was younger, I was able to eat. To my body was able to process meat. Yeah, you know, like beef. It, it, 
Africans will use chunky, chunky meat. You know, you will see it and loads of it. Yeah. But as I grow older, you know, I, I my stomach cannot take it. So it's a choice that I had to make to stay healthy. And I go back to what you said, when they give you instructions that this can be detrimental to your health and you don't take it. My husband didn't take it. They diagnosed him for having diabetes and high blood pressure. And they said, just eat a cup, you know, a little bit of rice. He said, my mom ate so much and, you know, he didn't kill her or something. <laughs> you know, I said, but your tradition doesn't come into your health needs to be. So when I see the pain that it caused him, I made a choice to keep away from those things. And my, you know, when he's on the table, he will put, God rest his soul, he will salt. put salt. Mm. And my children, were, and I just give them some dirty look that don't do that because he's not, he's a grown man, but me, I still have, you know, authority over you. Don't do yeah. that. And, and he, he suffered because he didn't take that, he didn't change that habit. Mm. That's that, you don't need to go through something to be able to learn and, and change what you know that is not because it's part of you it's a regular practice you know maybe you don't agree that you know <laughs> habit is a is something like a that you get stuck in and you you can it, it's difficult to change sometimes isn't it yeah, it's maybe difficult it's to change bad. sometimes but yes. if you train your brain yes to think about things in a more positive, positive. light mm. you can do stuff and mm. you mentioned about the salt yes i i habitually put salt on chips mm. but i have to because chips without salt are just rubbish <laughs> you know <laughs> diabetic or not or whatever heart disease i can't mm. eat chips without salt so that habit is as a necessity to me mm. otherwise i just can't eat them mm. and yet my daughter has bought her children and herself has changed to not salt chips yeah <laughs> I, I think everything boils down to willpower once you have the willpower and the discipline, you're able to sort of, um, sort of get over some of these yeah, things. Yeah, but if you like something, why would you stop doing it? My mum used to put the light on all the time, daytime, summertime, the, light, the electric light would be on. Mum, what you got the light on for? I'll leave it. And you knew that was her habit, that she wanted it. Who are we to challenge? That's her. She's but, wasting her electricity, but that was what she wanted to do. It was a habit that she would not finish until she died. I think you can't impose all the time. Yeah, I know, but everything in moderation. You must try, from, from, from one point of view now, and try to sort of discipline myself, and then get everything board, on board, very essential, yeah. as regards to health-wise. You know? yeah, so, you're talking about Western society, where the emphasis is on looking malnutritioned all the time, and making sure that people aren't using the NHS, so that, that's why the whole bludgeoning of um, diet came in, mm. and healthy eating, everything, everything. You know, why, why would you, though, ignore what you were brought up like? Why would you not enjoy having two plates of jollof rice or whatever. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you Ma- in, in, in love yourself? Yes, from one point of view, I think I'm looking from a point of view. Because when I read some of these charts, I've, I've, I've discussed some of these experts yeah. from ULCH and my local yeah. GP. When I read some of these charts, even a tablespoon of sugar, white yeah. sugar, it's heavier than some of the things we are eating. Yeah. I th- I That's all the things we're taking Very essential. The problem is that... Um, it's it's not just about i you know there there are health issues but also the way the kind of food that we eat now yes. mm. it is is full of 
kind of things that weren't in food. Exactly. No, you're, no, 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 you're saying we. You're, you're assuming that everyone's into processed food. No. I can guarantee that three people around this table are not, that they are cooking from scratch, you know. I'm, 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 I'm kind of fed up with um, people assuming what people eat. Mm. That's why I always no, ask about EastEnders. No, no, how ma- do they know how, no, how people live? Do they go and research? I, do not I just want to go back to yours, Charles, where yes, you said madam. about... Uh, is it okay for you to then lapse? Is it okay for you to reject a, hab- a new habit? Say, for example, you've gone on to healthy eating. Is it okay for you to lapse? Do you find that? No, okay? no, actually. Now and again, I, I, yeah. I take my whole habits. Yeah. For example, I take a bit of um, maybe a bar of chocolate, maybe weekends generally, not all the time. Yeah. I still do because I'm, I grew up with that, yeah. right from what goes. So that, but that doesn't make any difference. But I, you know, I buttress that with some of the old few things. For example, water and exercise. Yeah. So we, so we do lapse back into what we call of course, bad no. habits. It's not very easy from a point of view, you know. I try to, you know, but it's not very easy. You see, Gillian raised a good point because my mother-in-law, when they diagnosed her as having diabetes, he said, and they told her to moderate what he eats because in African cookery, you have loads of <laughs> what you will call a starchy food and oil and all the rest of it. But like you're saying that you grew up with it, and it, the, the, what she said to to the doctors that came to her is that at home he said, "Have you ever seen a bird <laughs> die for eating it and they eat anything?" He said, "What a bird is that is what makes it to fly, and I'm not going to change my habit." And he, she lived about about ten more years or fifteen more years. He, 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 she said, don't tell me anything. I'm going to continue with water, you know. But like Lucia said, there's so much adulteration in what we eat today that you cannot, it's not wholesome. In what the general public eat today. Yeah, well, well general public. What the, what the supermarket buys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, they can tell you, even when they say it's organic, you, you, you know, you have to take it with a pinch of salt because I cook from scratch. These people who helps me to, they're taking some some Chips. new things back home because normally, and they don't know how to make this thing, but to show them from scratch that it's less expensive and you know what you're putting in it. Yes, I cook from scratch. I, I don't, when I go out and I go, you know, to eat with, with family or friends, I always take what I know. I whatever they put on the menu, I know that it is not that I'm being pedantic. I, I can do better than I'm not going I, to because I, I do that. not know what they put in it. That's right. <laughs> you know, so I always stay. I will have chips and something that I know that is safe. You know <laughs> that they cannot do it because. When I was cutting my husband, we had a friend who came from Sri Lanka. He used to be called Ceylon. And she, he will come, we will cook for him. But because he's a, he's a bachelor, he will take us to a restaurant when it is his turn. And I see these people, they put the food that other people, and you could see what they are doing. And I said to myself, no, when I go, just give me bread and something that I... <laughs> and I say, save. You know, because whatever you put in there it is what you become. Mm. I think habit is more, you can sit in front of a telly for hours and people just vegetate and they just, I can't do that. 
because I will be so bored still. What are you looking? Yep. And you can't go... Uh, what channels you got? You got three channels or what? I got 900 Good. on mine. Yeah. And I say to myself, it's so overwhelming that I don't go. I just use my pad. I, I, I don't <laughs> think I've turned my television off for months and months. You know. I, that, yeah. Now just comment quickly. Mm. You've just raised a point there about television viewing. Mm. Nowadays, when I was younger, I used to watch telly around the clock. But nowadays, it's just football and news. Or when anything comes up, like political things going on now, I find it a bit fatigued sometimes. How many channels you, you got? A few channels. I don't. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> Is so, it free view you got? Free view. Uh, <laughs> not much uh, so I just I watch the essential. Something that's so topical. So it's not really. I struggle for one's health. Even I'm sitting on a computer. Half me, half an hour. That's what I normally use. I also program myself mm. because your body posture. It's very essential, no? I'd like to talk about something that's a habit that could be also a ritual. And it's stemming from what I've been listening to. I used to live in a society where at five o'clock on the dot, it was tea time in every house. So everybody brought out the teapots and um, cakes, sandwiches, everything. All the starches, all the carbohydrates, you could think, all the sugar was on the table. And everybody came in from whatever they were doing and ate that food. Along from another place came the do-gooders, the healthy eaters, the ones that wanted everyone to become something else. Mm -hmm. So they came in and they told the wives that the food was bad, it was full of sugar, it was full of fat, it was full of carbohydrates. They should be eating fruit on a place that we couldn't buy fruit unless it were in a tin. Mm -hmm. So um, the sad part was that the five o'clock tea became a disjointed affair, that the tables were mostly bare, um, it was just not a joy. And so a habit that was kind of a ritual as well because it was tea time had been destroyed. And I saw that happen and I was most sad. Mm. What do you think they could have done uh, to keep the balance? Because that's what you're saying, <clears throat> to keep the balance, yeah. not, you know, let it be. Uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. The, the balance wouldn't have had to come because mm-hmm. it was the main. Uh, generation, the older generation that were doing the tea, yes. and people were moving in, like people are moving into Dalston and yes, everywhere, yes. and they wouldn't even even recognise the tea time ritual, they'd bring in yes, their own yes. imported veganism, whatever, so that it would die out naturally, there would no, not need to be a balance, but while I was there, okay. that older population was maybe just 10 years older than me, so they're dying off now, so the whole the whole transformation. Just a question, Miss Gillian. Is it a religious ritual or something? Is it no, religious? no, 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 no. It's, it's a no, very, it's a very, family. yeah, family. very traditional. Tea something. time, yeah. Okay. yeah. It was a very religious place, but it had nothing to do with tea I mean, time. It was. Yeah. A, I just it, it reminds me of my school days actually because five o'clock on the door, you have to be out, you know, yeah. out and about. Once you ring the bell, to the shower yeah. and then. Yeah, it was order, wasn't it? So that, exactly. could, yeah. that could be and a then, habit as well, couldn't it? Yeah, order. order. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And then going for chapel service. Mm. From there you go to, 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 um, to your um, school. And then hunting afterwards. Until exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's weekend time. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so that's now. That has helped me in a way. It's streamlined me, you know, because I'm, I'm just used to waking up. You know, and it's okay, okay about the hunting because I was a teenager <laughs> and I, but I was a woman, but I was hunting. I was the same. I was looking for stuff. <laughs> I, I want to pose a question. Is there any time that, you know, you long to free yourself from, to break that habit, whatever it may be? 
I appreciate that question. Yeah. yeah. Thinking. Well, in a way, from one point of view, I would like to, but it's not very easy. I love my food. That's that's the thing. But I just sort of comp- complementing some of a few things to you know, to balance it all. Very, you know, very essential. I try to sort of discipline myself. That's the main thing. It's very, you know. I look at the whole thing now. That's health-wise, it's good to sort of you know, get the priorities right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of my things would be that, but it's happening already that. When I was working, etc. Obviously, you go to bed on time. Mm-hmm. You say, "Oh, I'd love to stay up to two o'clock in the morning," which I do now. <laughs> I do it. I can do it. So that's a habit well broken. And of course, I have got 150 channels, so I can pinpoint what I want to watch. <laughs> well, okay. But oh, I, wow. can, I can also read into the night. I can do anything into the night, and nobody's disturbing. No one's telling me how to run that part of my life. So there is a oh, it's a, a big thing between work and non-work anyway. But to have those hours, and I don't have to get up early. If I don't want to get up early, then good. I'm going to bed at two, and then get up at 10 but I never do my habit is that I'm up at 6 anyway whatever happens because I love the mornings oh wow does anyone have any kind of self-enforced habits like I don't know people go jogging or do you you get up early but like things sort of things that you've created in the day that you always have to do because that is part of your Uh, routine or or your your kind of lifestyle if one says school days you have to get up at that particular time. But that's because you have to. Yeah, well, yeah. apart from that, I, I try to sort of um, get myself programmed. Yeah. It's every important of discipline from my point of yeah, view. Yeah, discipline and order. For me, it's, um, part, I can't do anything really. Sorry to interrupt you, Charles. I can't do anything until I've washed up. If that sink's not clear, I can't do anything. Right. So it has to be done. But that's more like compulsive something, isn't <laughs> it, rather than a habit. But I need to know that everything's clear Ooh. before I give myself the luxury of doing something else. And that would also go back to the island I was talking about, the place where I lived, that the women were not allowed to, it wasn't said, but it was taken for granted, they weren't allowed to do any crochet or anything creative until all the housework had been done, the people had been fed in the house, etc. Wow, that was really hard. Where was this, Madame Blaise? This was at the top of Scotland. Oh, wow. Wow. It's a disappearing life, but I'm very privileged to be part of it. And I think it's it's a good one. Is it because that sort of thing is dying away now that, like you said, the older generation who adhere to that, there's not many more of them. But it is something that really demarcates them. It makes it unique, you know, uh, in society. That That is the sort of idiosyncrasies that I love about this place, that people just do what they want to do without no encroaching on anybody you understand yeah but 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 i'm but i'm personally glad it's all dying out because an older generation that has such a grip on everything Mm. gives no opportunities to those coming up yeah and there'll be a set pattern of life for example a 13 year old child in the school saying to me that what would you like to do and she had obviously had the potential like many children of being a doctor or whatever i'm going to work in the fish factory on the island really you know, um, but that because that was set by the older generation. That's what you do. You like don't very strict, yeah. very stern. Yeah, it's only because people are scared of losing the order, aren't they? They're scared of yeah. change. Yeah. And um, I didn't find it um, a nice experience to be there. I just missed people. I missed people of every hue. I just mm. missed having conversations about things other than crochet and um, <laughs> silences. People, but people didn't have opinions. It seems like as if... Well, look at us, we've got opinions all over yeah, the place. Uh, and all that, or like uh, uh, 
what you find in a nunnery or something like that. Is it, well, it's very interesting you said that because I was just discovering that many people were Plymouth Brethren. Okay. And the women weren't allowed to wear trousers and they had to get yes. home and get their dinner yeah. on. And there's no way that I and those people could meet. There's no way. They would never understand me and I would never, ever want no. to. How did, you, how did you end up there? Um, I ended up there because I married someone that I'd known when I was a teenager. And um, <laughs> then I, I, I loved his mum. So when I started having my children and my life here, then I was discuss- discussing with his mum. I was writing to his mum. Such a wonderful, wonderful person. And then she just happened to tell her son that I was writing. I'd known him before, but we'd lost each other. And then um, we just married. We just, we clicked. We just clicked totally. Mm. He from an island who'd never been off the island until he met me. Mm. And myself coming from the metropolis, which is London, with all my crazy views. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. Sometimes it's good to mix, you know, it's a good mixture. So they could sort of share your views, yeah. your ideas and ideals. Yeah. Very yeah. And never assume that. No? Never assume the stereotype. Never assume that people are thinking the way you think they are mm. because mm. the silent ones have got things to say. How did he adapt to your family and your East End? No, he didn't. We, li- we lived up there, so he only right. came down for the last part, but he was immobile at the end, so he couldn't even go ah, out. The, he never okay. saw the end of my street, really. Um, but um, he loved my family. He loved my family. Couldn't do enough for them. Mm. And then um, had a very sh- we had a short time together because he died of cancer. Oh. And so that was all over. You, you know, I think, and it has, you would say, as it has enriched your life. Oh, totally, you, totally. You see, because I think it's a beautiful story to hear. You know, totally different. And that is what human beings are supposed to be the mix that you yeah, cannot yeah. explain right, it yeah, exactly. you, you, you come in and it made it more more important for you more poignant when you're talking i could see the emotion yeah but i hold a lot back because yeah, it's it, because it's my personal life it, yes and i don't want it spread you know it's me it's yeah. and and of course it oh, this is way away from habit but of course it made me grow in many ways and, yes. and yeah. stop being so arrogant in many ways mm. as well. and apart from that life generally you could see life in another perspective yeah well, essential. there's anything I want to say about marriage generally well anyway I believe well I believe in the word of God there's no doubt in this world that there'll be intermarriages everywhere of course certain people keep saying oh well I don't want my son my children to marry to a place or so people it's not God doesn't discriminate or judge. He has preordained every body furniture of this world. He knows best what suits us exactly. So just leave it on the Lord because he's be all and all. That goes back to, doesn't it, like you marry within what you're supposed to marry. Yeah. It's habit. Yeah. You don't want to break the order. It, well, mm-hmm. No, yeah. it's not so. It must be. It certainly is so because there's so much, so no, much racism in this country. No, no. You have to enlighten the people. That's what I'm saying. You have to be enlightened. It's <laughs> taking years. It's not taking years. It's taking been, years. You're taking, taking you're my being, lifetime. You're being pessimistic. No, I don't think no, no. So. no. It's take, I'm being real. You, I heard you say, you know, that is that is that truth? Is that positive? Is it real? And that's why I follow that line. We talk about positive. We're not being positive or negative. We're just being real. The reality is that nothing has changed in my lifetime. There'll be it, changes. Well, things have changed a little bit. I mean, I guess we do live in a bit of a bubble in London where, yep. you know, there is a bit more mixing happening and... Not so much. less so than the rest of the country but I think 
I don't think it's fair to say that things haven't changed. No, I think that was a rash generalisation, just to push the point forward. I think in your lifetime, things have changed a heck of a lot. Very little. Give me an example. Well, in terms of people... intermarrying different different cultures marrying each other yeah. people mixing people being interested by other cult uh, in other cultures people being a bit more open uh people feeling more represented i'm not saying it's ideal yet of course not but from think about when you were a teenager a young woman definitely things have changed in that respect. Yep, in a way, slightly. I was just like, but I'm being optimistic, actually. No, and I think it goes back to what you said. You said you said the word education. So much depends on how you educate yourself it's and like how you're mixing yourself. And you're enlightening people generally. So certain people think they just look one way. That's their views. But sometimes you have to enlighten them accordingly. Like this is a forum. It makes people too much more know what's going on in the world. And there's one thing I want to say again. This, these political parties... They should, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll make that come through by the grace of the Lord. They should pass a law that you should be able to sort of speak your, your mind or express your views, air your views, wherever you are, in any environment, mostly religiously. Well, there, there is and a law, it's called freedom of speech, but uh, that, unfortunately, I mean, not, the, the problem is that that's abused. So that, yeah. that uh, well, freedom no, of speech doesn't pe- mean that you, you can, um, you know, be troll people and say awful things and... and, and because they're not being civilised. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're not being civilised. It's got to be educated. To be exactly, yes. Right. You're being educated. That's a, that's a sort not of forum. kind of polarised nonsense. For example, now, that's um, hall, town hall. They should have like a forum maybe once a month or twice a week or something. People come together from all sorts of life and discuss things generally. That should help. Whereabouts was that? The town hall. Okay. Isn't, that should help a lot. It doesn't happen. I it, mean, it, it should. It should. You'd, but I think I think you're right. We are we are missing spaces, and that I guess that's what exactly. I tried to. Do, yes, absolutely. Not, where, not, where people can talk exactly. who wouldn't normally meet. Not, not, there's nowadays you don't have to go to university. There's some people that go to university, but they are still IT non-existent. They don't know the left from the right. True. Which is just some some of the things. It's gumption. Everything born out of gumption. Common sense. I'm just going to go back to... I haven't heard that word phrase, gumption. <laughs> gumption, yeah, I like that one. Um, I'm just going to go back to um, habits and rituals. Has anyone... You've kind of touched on it a bit, Gillian. Has anyone taken on the habits of somebody else through living with them or being associated well, with them or just adopting other people's habits? So, I w- yeah. I wouldn't say adopting people's habits, but my parents, even my four parents... For example, attending meetings, this religious meeting, and so on and so forth. For example, this forthcoming Christmas, it's like something very essential. You have to attend the Christmas Eve Mass, then um, New Year's Eve Mass, and so on. It's carrying me on, actually. It made me much more closer to you know, the Creator. Mm-hmm. And it's helped me in a way. You don't have to be religious even to practice all these things. If you can differentiate the good from bad, that will help. Because there are some certain places now. Upper street, they have this place called non-religious. When you, you don't have to call, do, just know the differentiate between good and bad and discuss the limits from what point of view. I think I'm, I mean, adopting your kind of parents' habits is kind of more normal. But I mean, often when people get together with somebody or, you know, you, you, you hang out with a, a friend or you live with somebody, you kind of adopt their way of doing things or you no. don't or you reject it sometimes it's one way or the other so uh, Antonio have you got any I examples? think I think we, it, 
there is a saying that there's a like when you come here it's like putting a new coat on and you either make a choice of putting that coat on and you know when they say something like uh, when you are in Rome do as the Romans I I don't believe that because my my character is already been made you know I know who I am and I know whose I am so if somebody wants to influence me in a way it's not going to be them doing it it's me it, you know actually I would like to affect them, not them infecting me. You know, there are some standards you have to be. My husband, I told you about him eating all those things. I just look at him because I try to change him. You cannot change anybody. Yep. Their habits. Mm. They, they, if they're talking in you, they have to do it themselves. But I took pointers from it that what happened to him, I'm not going to let it happen mm. to him. So I'm conscious of what I eat what I do and and how you know I maintain my own health yeah. you see that is one but there are some positive because this man I I was married to him for 42 years so don't think it's all negative it's negative no, no. thing they are beautiful things <laughs> before he goes to bed he takes his his uh, his um, uh, uh, what do you call it Gym. his duty so well that he will go around the house switch off all the lights, check all the windows, like, you know, like the master of the house, do all that thing. And, and I used to be really upset with myself. When they come to the door, the person comes to do the electricity. I say, my husband does that. And I felt inadequate, you know. And when he passed, he's been dead 10 years. I had to do all those things because my children, they've grown and they've gone away. So. I took points from what, you know, safety was a paramount thing for him. So I continued that. But in health-wise, you know, I told you that some of the things that he did, I, and I couldn't change him. If I say, say, you mind your own business or something like that, mm. I love it and I need, I need to eat it. If I eat it in moderation, <laughs> it's fine. So I just left him to it. But there are loads of things that he taught. He was an accountant. And he was very frugal with money, not not mean, you know. But he doesn't. Think, he will say to me, "Don't buy something if you cannot pay for it." Never, never. It's not in his book, you know. There are loads of things. I just want to spend. <laughs> <laughs> you make it, you spend. But he, he he was so frugal with it. He said no. He said you have to. He said you spend some. You make money, you spend some, you save some, and you give some away if you can. That is his, you know, he the dict he was really, really good. On retrospection, I'm looking that this man really made an impact in my life. You know, and, and my son they'll say, I know that will be saying this or that or the other. So you see, when you come, because you're coming from different perspective actually, mm -hmm. two people coming together, like you said about him, up there, very steady, and and you coming from a cosmo, you know, a metropolitan thing. It's, it's a combination that, if you look at it in the beginning, you think it's a failure completely, but no, it's a journey 
that is going to open avenues for you. Yeah. You, you know, do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. You, you see? That's not true. So, you talked about, um, you know, the things that you sort of adopted when you went up to Scotland. Did you bring any um, new rituals or <laughs> kind of ways of doing things into into that house? Not at all. Didn't bring anything down because <clears throat> I was already quite old when I married, so I was already Ooh. set in so many ways. I was thinking about a habit that um, I resisted, and that is uh, having my mobile phone out and visible all the time, <laughs> you know. And But the children would say, but there's a mobile, you're supposed to have it with you. Okay, I'm going to go to the toilet now. I'm not taking my mobile, okay? And I just, I haven't, but I know that I will. I will soon. I'll stuff it down my bra, whatever. It'll be with me all the time, you know. And where did that fear about radioactive go? You know, people have got their phones and their babies at the same time. So, yeah, I know that will come, but I've resisted it so far. Yeah. And I, I think it's not necessary. I think you're, you're probably... Um People will probably see more to your perspective and, and realise that it's probably better to resist. Than... That's an interesting one, actually. That's mm. a recent change in people's behaviour and a habit that people... I can't remember the exact figures, but the average number of times people look at their phone. Mm. Is, it, and that's like... It's almost... It's a habit, but it's almost a tick. You yeah. know? And yep. I, I find myself yeah. doing that. It's like, why am I looking at my phone? Like... I looked at it three minutes ago, honestly. Like, what, yeah, what yeah. happens in three This morning, minutes? I thought, I don't, want to, I don't want to see any messages unless it's to say you've won on the national lottery, but it wasn't there. <laughs> but I won something else instead, so that's good. But there is this kind of, you see people on the bus or, you know, just yeah. walking along, they're just constantly doing this kind of stroking their phone, looking through photos. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's such my, a strange um, Yeah, and my one-year-old grandchild will pe- pick up a phone from anywhere and use her thumb to... <laughs> To slide, not even this sliding, because she sees it all the time. Not with me. <laughs> and um, so, when you kept so um, Antonia and and Charles, you you both come from other countries. You came here. You came, you know, from Nigeria. Um, did you, when you came here, did you have, did you find things that you like tea and things uh, that you had to kind of just to. To kind of be yeah. part of society, you just have to change let your way just, of doing let, things. Just let me give bit. you a preamble of myself, actually. Um, you know, I was born here, but I was raised in Africa. Yeah. It's the same, similar lifestyle. Because we, we have tea, orange juice, and so on. So I was spoiled with food when it comes to that. And after finishing your meal, you have sweets, bonus, and Kit Kat, and uh, Maltesers. That has helped me. <laughs> and when you play table tennis, because we have table tennis, if you win... That's a bonus. You have a packet of um, other of Kit Kat. So, uh, and we do trophy, we have a championship, you know, local championship. And so, so, forth. so I'm used to some of these things. The only thing that, that sort of, I'll query, the, I'm not used to this weather. Well, yeah, there's of, nothing you can do about that. <laughs> 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 that's not, apart from that, every other thing is not, no? And I'm used to meeting white so people. So all these no? kind of more British traditions and habits had already gone Well, I'm, I'm used to some exactly, well, you know, putting on all this sort of clothes and all the things and lifestyle. But my tradition still stands. My heritage, I don't, I don't forget that, you know. When I go to parties, I put on my traditional regalia and so on and so forth. Let them know, know where I'm coming from. Absolutely. Even though I was born here, but I still have to sort of show my heritage. Very essential. And I speak my language also. I write it also, so, you know. I intermingle. And I even invite some white friends also. Some of them put on the regalia. Mm. It depends. Some of them are like Africans. Some of them. 
So it depends, you know. You, when you are lighting people, they will find out much more. For example, some people still, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't judge them, but like on lighting them, some certain people still think blacks have got tails, 21st century. So I'm saying that we haven't moved very far. You know, but you have to enlighten the people. It's ignorance of what they've been told. Those that are not travelled, they're much more enlightened. They're much more inclined to all of these things. Yeah. You know, it's, that's it, you know? On the island where I was, they, they, there was a story that three brothers who lived in one house were all born with tails. I had to listen to that. I had to listen to that. <laughs> so it's worldwide. <laughs> People have to be enlightened, that's what I'm saying, that's it, 21st century. Uh, that, you know? uh, what about you, Anthony? Uh, well, when I first came, you know, <laughs> at home, like Charles, there was no, you, you grew up with, in school, I was taught by white people, so I didn't have any perception of racism or anything before I came to this lady. But... Um, one thing that happened to me is I thought all black people, they must speak my language. Uh-huh. And my husband was, he said, you bush woman, ah! how could you say <laughs> that? Because when I go out, I, I leave my, you know, hostel, going to my college, and I'm, I'm saying good morning in my language to, to everybody. I did geography, I did history, but I was not thinking, I thought... All the black races must come from Africa. I wasn't thinking. I did slavery, a little bit of it, but not as much. I said, good morning in my language, and they just passed me. And I said, oh, my God, they are so cold. What? Why are they not saying? So my husband, he was my boyfriend. Then. He said, what do you say to them? I said, good morning in my language. And he said, oh, you booty. Yeah. And he was laughing. He was almost on the floor. He said, <laughs> <laughs> they don't speak your language, woman. He said, they, they, I said, but they look like me. I expect them to speak. He said, no, they come from somewhere else. Speak in English. That's why he said, when you are in Rome, do as the Romans. I said, I don't want to do as the Romans. He said, but they don't. say, when you go, you say you have people cooking for you and they all black. Just say, good morning. And I tried it. I came to breakfast and I said, good morning, ladies. And they said, good morning, because they used to look at me that, oh, this one. one comes <laughs> good morning. And that, uh, you know. That broke the ice. And, uh, it broke the <laughs> ice, but it gave me added bonus that I have bowls of custard. I like, uh, what do you call it, bread and butter pudding. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know. I haven't tasted that at home. We don't have that sort of pudding. And I loved it. I didn't know it's stale bread and, and some raisin. <laughs> now it's my favorite. You know, and they would give me... They, when I say good morning, ma'am, and all my, you know, fine ways of being really, really respectful and all the rest, they took that and they loved it. They, and they treated me like oh, their own daughter. They give me food. How are you this morning? Don't be late. Eat your food. And, and when we come in the evening, evening meal, it's, I was really, really happy. You know, that was something that opened my eyes. Mm. And, and I said something when I did this diversity. I said, when I first came here, it's all fish and chips. You know, you go and you see long queue every Friday. And I used to say, 
Why are they standing outside? He said, it's Fish and Chips Day, you know, on a Friday. And everybody, and you love it, you put it in the paper, and you eat it, nobody's looking at you. But now, if you go out now, you can have Thai, you can have <laughs> anything, you can have anything that you want. That's a habit that yeah. I think, it, you know, it's transformed this place, you know, and it is for the best, it's for the better. You know, there are things you bring from where you're coming from that you still have to, like you said, keep. Of course. My grandchildren, to know where they're going, they have to know where they're coming from. You know, you have to, yes, they, my son, they used to laugh at me. Why do you have this accent uh, when I come in and when I, you know, because they were born here. I say, I am who I am. Mm. Uh, you know, and when they speak, you cannot differentiate from uh, they speak Cockney or whatever they speak, but it, it, because they were born here, mm. you know, you can't change that. And I cannot change my accent because it, it tells where it's my identity, irrespective mm. of what I have absorbed from here. You know, I'm still that person. Yeah. You know, I, I, I value that very much. You know what? What have you passed on? What uh, rituals or habits have you oh, passed on to your children? My children, you know, like all the things, hey, the ritual they don't like. You know, like uh, uh, Christmas time, you 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 clean them. You see all bad things when it's uh, New Year is yes, coming. You walk and you say, and my children used to say, what is this nonsense? I don't want to do this. Wait, can you explain? Because I, I don't know uh, what that is. You change everything, make you a change, nail. You, 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 you change everything, everything your, your clothes and all the Cross. rest of it. And oh, to it, make it new. new, new, new year. Because okay. the new year is coming. So now, I, I think when I, because like Charles, Catholic, you know, uh, my parents, I have, Two religions in my in my life, Islam and uh, Christianity. But you know, I chose. My mom was a staunch Christian, and my dad was, you know, a Muslim. You know, so. But he didn't force you to do whatever. He went to Mecca, and my siblings they went there. But I just there's something that is different that I just hold on to. And I, I thank God for my grandmother who, you know, was really, really a believer. So don't, because it's not about anything. It's about who you are mm. and what you're comfortable with, you know. So um, I have passed on to them that you have to work hard. Work ethics is, is very, very so important. I never see anybody at home whether they are 80 or not, they are still doing something. So work ethics, you know, being respectful is something. It, it, my grandchildren, they go in the bus, they automatically get up for somebody. You know, those are the things, the things that yes. really, really make you as a, a decent human being. you got to give them that. that it's not a habit. It's something that should be continuous. Yes. That they sh It's a legacy you mm. have to... You, you that is desirable to pass on. Yeah, so my, my grandchildren, they know, you see, I have a good relationship with them. Yeah. yeah. You, you see, Mia, she will come, anything she said to me, you talk about TEDx, I have already booked. 
you know, because she had me saying something about positive things. I think charity begins at home. Mm-hmm. You got to, to tell them what you see in society now because society is being fractured. Mm. Yep. It's being fractured. And, you know, all habits, we, and, and like you, Gillian, for me, I hold on to that because you know where you are with the whole habit. There are things which are outdated and outmoded yep. in it. But you cannot just throw it out because you need that structure. You need that stability for, uh, for future generations to be able to see and, uh, you know, and, and be proud of. That's, it makes us to be human beings. It makes us to be able to interact very well with other people, yes. you know. So there are things that you can pass on. Positive things. Mm. Of course. Positive what, things. I, I was trying to think about what habits I've passed on to my mm. children. I can't think of anything. They'd have to tell me. So, yeah, yes. They, yes. I mean, yes. you were saying that they, they sort of frowned at your tea drinking <laughs> and want you to drink water and things like that. But I'm sure there's, like, you know, um, there must be things that uh, you, you, as they were growing up, it's like, you know, that you you Im- you sort of imposed and were part of the kind of family way of being and that they still do. Yeah, but they're not habits, are they? They're, well, they're, they're I upbringing guess, yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's like, or, you know, it, it still could be, like, so having tea at five o'clock or... Or, you know, always having jam on the table or, you know, I don't know. But I'm sure there are there are things that you've yeah, you've yeah, kind of passed on. Hard, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And um, you're so modest, you know. The eye sees it not itself but by reflection, you know. You know, you're so modest. I'm sure you pass on for what you're doing, having a project and all. You you yeah. must have passed on a lot of things, yeah. you know. Uh, I think if if you ask my one of my grandchildren, they will say to you, "It's like the the diversity book," and and they saw their grandfather in the picture and all the rest of it. They 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 were so impressed about it, and 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 my granddaughter was saying to me, "That has given me something." To think about, I just want because it's a legacy. You you might not think. No, I'm not just thinking. I'm just thinking. Yeah, as I said at the very beginning, I found the word habits Habit. was a difficult word to, to, to get to, around. Yeah, yeah, it's to think about. Yeah. and uh, we're talking now really about how you impart values, that value, um, value. which is a bit different to mm. habits. Yes, in my, in yes, my head. yes, yes. And obviously, I, you know, I have to think on my feet. But going back to just what you're saying about mm. maybe the jam on the table. Yes, yeah. Sugar, yeah, <laughs> but certainly, um, they might have moaned yeah. at me for drinking tea. But they one is a total devout tea drinker, but the other one, <laughs> Mum, why do you drink dust? <laughs> Bags of dust. I don't know. What about Sunday lunch? Do you do like, yeah. Sunday lunch? Oh. Or, no, nothing like that. Oh, or, or you know, breakfast, yeah. cook breakfast once a week, or I don't know. There are no, things a, that yeah. Christmas, about two different households, and how they. Converge, I suppose. Mm. There's a habit of... Well, it's not even a habit, though. Again, it's lifestyle. That In UK, it's common to give out presents on Christmas Day. Mm. But my daughter is with a French guy who does it on Christmas Eve. Well, that's a fight. 
in this century, in, in the age that we are in. Afri- but I've seen people become miserable and, and, you know, it's like a mandate for the man to ill-treat the woman, you know, May I just if, come if in he quickly, wants madam. to. Yes. We're about to finish. Yes. So last, in a relationship, last once you allow the foundation to be solid, come rain or shine, it will be, nothing will change it. That's my view. Mm. Well, going back to hunting then very quickly, <laughs> when I was hunting, I, I used to, in my mind, beg that my father would find me a husband. Because it's so Did hard. You? It was so hard. Did he? No, it would never have happened. You would oh. never have done that. I didn't go hunting. I think I, I was haunted. I got... <laughs> I and I, I resisted. I said, no. I used to be so critical of saying, who is going to go with, you know. <laughs> no. You know. Maybe confidence. Maybe, yeah, but that's... Yeah. Maybe confidence. Yes. Thank, thank you, Mother. Yeah. <laughs> Very prosperous.